0: This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzzi is brought to you by God's Tabernagal Christian Family Church. We hope you're having an encounter with God as you listen to this message. The Spirit was given. This is part three. You know, why was the Holy Spirit given? And so, uh, we thank God that we have seen a lot already, that we wouldn't be where we are if the Holy Spirit was not there. And that the Holy Spirit is important in our lives. Just like he was important on Jesus' life, in Jesus' life. That Jesus didn't do any public ministry until he was baptized by the Holy Spirit. That's how important the Holy Spirit was to Jesus. And in the same way, that's how important the Holy Spirit is to us, believers, that... Uh, we need to always make sure that we cooperate with him, we work with him, you know, make sure that he is with us at all times. So today I want us to go to Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to read verse 13 and verse 14. The Bible says, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. <laughs> now, this is Apostle Paul. He's addressing the church at Ephesus. And he's telling them that when they heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, the gospel of their salvation, you know, that they are saved, and when they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, were sealed with the, uh, uh, with the promise Holy Spirit. Uh, so in other words, the Holy Spirit went in into their lives and they got a seal uh, that what God promised to give, or uh, uh, who God promised to give the Holy Spirit They were partakers of that, you know, that they received the Holy Spirit. They were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, you know, that the Holy Spirit was there in their lives, working in their lives. Now, it says here in verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it? To the praise of his glory. Now, when we were given the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a guarantee of our inheritance. In other words, the Holy Spirit is there to make sure that you get to heaven. You know, the Holy Spirit is there to make sure that you make it at the end of the day. Now, that is how important the Holy Spirit is in our lives. It's a guarantee, you know, that. You will get to heaven. You will get your inheritance. So, before we get uh, our inheritance, before we get to heaven, the only, uh, the only, or rather, the only assurance that we have that definitely what God promised will come to pass is the Holy Spirit in our lives. So he's the only assurance. He's there to assure us that we are children of God, that what God said, he will do it, he will bring it to pass, that you will get to heaven. So that's how the Holy Spirit, that's how important the Holy Spirit is to our lives, in our lives. That's why we cannot do without the Holy Spirit, because he's a guarantee. You know, it's it's uh, when you go out there, you buy something, and they give you a guarantee. In other words, they are they are making you uh, settle. They are saying to you that don't worry. You know, if anything could go wrong, that we will back it up. So that's what the Holy Spirit is in our lives. That He is a guarantee of our inheritance. that we will get the inheritance. As long as we have the Holy Spirit, we will get to our inheritance. And so, child of God, we should not neglect the Holy Spirit. We should work with the Holy Spirit. Now, since he's a guarantee, he's making sure that we remain on the right path. We remain pleasing unto God. And so that is why he will be working with us in helping us that, no, you need to be doing this, you need to be going this route, you need to be saying this, because uh, when you do that, that will lead you ultimately unto heaven. That will get you your inheritance. And so the Holy Spirit is there to help us. So it's important then that we cooperate with him, we work with him, uh, that... Uh, maybe when you have done something, you have said something which it's not okay with God. The Holy Spirit will be working with you in your heart and saying that. But what you said, it's not okay. And so don't just brush it and say, "Oh, but you know, it's nothing." You know, or maybe try to justify the error and the mistake that you made. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit silently. You know, talk to the Holy Spirit that. I appreciate that you're helping me. That at the end of the day, I will make it to heaven. And so I, I repent on this thing. You know, I, I am making a commitment that I will do the right way. I will go the right way. I will do the right thing. And also, when we are to do things, the Holy Spirit will always nudge us, nudge us, nudge us. You know, uh, you know just push us gently into the right direction. You know, just push us gently, direct us gently, lead us gently into the right direction. And so when he leads us, we need to follow him, you know. follow his guidance. When we have peace, we have joy about doing something, we know that that is being confirmed by the Holy Spirit and that It's going to work out good for us, and so we see here that he is making sure that we get to our inheritance, that we get our inheritance. You know that now that we are saved, that we need to remain saved. And how do we remain saved when we cooperate with the Holy Spirit and we follow His guidance? But if we neglect Him, if we ignore the Holy Spirit. We'll find ourselves falling into a ditch. We'll find ourselves losing the way into our inheritance. We'll find ourselves, you know, uh, uh, going about into the bush. And at the end of the day, we miss heaven, we miss our inheritance, or we miss what God has had in store for us, you know, because we ignore the leading and the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So it's very much important that we follow God, we follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit, that we follow the plan and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. You know, our inheritance, is in heaven. You know, and not, and not only in heaven, and also here on earth, God wants you to do well. You know, it's part of the blessing of the Lord. He wants you to be fed, he wants you to be healed, he wants you to be delivered. He wants you to uh, succeed, to do well. You know, he wants you that your life would be well. And he, how will he help us that we go that route of succeeding and doing well in life? It's by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a guarantee that God is working with us. You know, that as long as the Holy Spirit is there, you're fine. You know, that God is working with you. God is leading you. God is directing you. And so, always, when you lose peace in your heart, and it looks like you have ignored the Holy Spirit, you need to be concerned. You know, that why has the... Where did I offend the Holy Spirit? You know, where did I grieve the Holy Spirit? You know, and let me rectify that so that I can... Have that great fellowship with the Holy Spirit because He is the guarantee of my inheritance, He's the guarantee of my heaven. I should not grieve the Holy Spirit. I need to work with him, I need to cooperate with him, I need to make sure that I follow his direction. And so that's what we see here. You know, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now I want us to look at Galatians 3, and we're going to read verse 13 and verse 14. Galatians 3, this is a great word, you know, that we see here. Now, the Bible says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse to us, for us. For it is written, "Cursed it's everyone who is hung on a tree. So that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. You know, the, uh, the verse that we read earlier on, it, it did talk about the promised spirit. Uh, that is the same Holy Spirit that Jesus said that not many days from now you will receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So it's a promised Holy Spirit. Now the Bible says that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. You know, because the Bible says in the Old Testament, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Now, why? did Jesus hang on a tree? Why did Jesus, why was Jesus crucified? It says, so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. So, uh, Jesus died at the cross, and he paid the price so that in him, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles. You see, Uh, in the Old Testament, you had to be born Jew in order to inherit the blessing of Israel. But now, since we are not born Jew, Jesus made a way that we could come and tap into the blessing of Abraham uh, by dying at the cross. He died at the cross for us. And he says, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. You know, that why, why uh, Jesus hang on the tree so that you and I might receive the promised Holy Spirit. So the promised Holy Spirit is available to us Gentiles as we, have, as we come to Jesus Christ. As our personal savior. We commit our hearts unto him. The promise Holy Spirit comes unto our lives. You know, and the Bible says that it's a promise spirit. You know, it's a promised Holy Spirit. Now, the two uh, verses are talking about the promise, Holy Spirit. Now, the question that I want to I want us to, to answer is and maybe to look at why would God Promise the Holy Spirit number one and then also in the Bible why would the Bible talk now about the promise Holy Spirit? you know why? it's because the Holy Spirit is important in our lives you know it's because uh, we cannot do without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit every time. We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. We need the Holy Spirit in dealing with issues of life, you know, going about in life. You know, we need the Holy Spirit to help us and to guide us. You know? And so it is the promised Holy Spirit. He was promised, and the Bible is talking about him as a promised Holy Spirit because he is important in our lives. We cannot do without the Holy Spirit. So we need the guidance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, uh, listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 11, verse 5. We'll start reading from verse 5 uh, in Luke chapter 11. Uh, Now, Jesus here was teaching his disciples... uh, About prayer, you know, and how they need to pray and believe God in their prayer. Now he asked them a question. Uh, He asked people questions here in verse 5. And he said to them, which of you who has a friend will go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, let me three loaves. For a friend of mine has arrived on a journey, and I have nothing to say before him. And he will answer from within, do not bother me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. He says, is there a friend who can respond that way to you, you know, your friend? You know, definitely there is no such. And he says, I tell you. Though he will not get up and give anything because he is his friend, yet because of his impudence, he will rise and give him whatever he needs. Yeah. And so he says that because of his impudence, importunity, that translation and says. Now Ada says, because he keeps on. Making his request, you know. So, in other words, when we pray, you know, and we keep on praying, we hold on to our prayer, hold on to the confession of our faith that He will do it. We don't get, we don't give up, you know. And uh, you know, because you know, contemporary English version says. Uh, simply because you are not ashamed to keep on asking. He says the friend will ultimately give in, and the friend will give you what you are asking. Because even though a friend says, I'm tired, I'm already in bed, I can't get up now and give you whatever you need, but because you you are pressing on, you know, you are moving in, uh, the friend will, will wake up. And will give you what you need. And he says, "I tell you, verse nine. And I, uh, I tell you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. <clears throat> Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be open. So you have to keep on asking, keep on, you know, trusting God." Uh, keep on standing uh, in faith for what you have requested of God. Now, I've read this just to come to this point. Jesus now uh, says this. He asks them a question. He says, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Yeah. And uh, definitely there is no such father who would do that. Now, verse 13, he says, Now, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how to bless your children, how to take care of them, he says, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Now, just like as much as, Your son needs fish, needs uh, meat, needs bread that you will give him. It's as much as uh, the Father will give you the Holy Spirit because he knows that you need the Holy Spirit. Now, in this portion of Scripture, we see here that Jesus was elevating the, the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives. He says, if we ask God, the Holy Spirit, God will give us the Holy Spirit. He will empower us with the Holy Spirit. So, can you see that the Holy Spirit is important? You know, he is important in our lives. And so, Jesus said it here. He says, if we know how to give good gifts to our children, and uh, though we are evil, how can God... Who is good? Who is holy? Refuse to give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him. That the Holy Spirit, that uh, God will give us the Holy Spirit. He will bring to us the Holy Spirit because we ask him. And so Jesus was showing us here that the Holy Spirit is important in our lives. So let us trust the Holy Spirit even as we go about. Let us trust the Holy Spirit. Let us learn and always get our ears attentive to his guidance. When he leads us and he guides us and he directs us, that we need to follow his guidance. Now, the last scripture that I want us to look at, and even as we concentrate on, it's in Luke 24, verse 49. Luke 24, verse 49. Now, uh, this is after Jesus rose from the dead, and he is meeting his disciples, and they were in their, uh, you know, they were behind closed doors, and uh, verse forty nine. Right. Uh, and it says here, behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. Now, we have established uh, who the promise is. You know, that the promise is the Holy Spirit. You know, that it is the promise of the Holy Spirit. So it says, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city. Don't go away. Don't go away from Jerusalem. Stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So he's saying here that when the Holy Spirit comes, you're going to be clothed with power. You're going to wear power upon your life. And so, why was the Holy Spirit given so that we can have power in our lives? You know, that we can be powerful in our lives. And we are not powerful because of who we are, but because of what we are wearing, you know, or who we are wearing. And we are wearing the Holy Spirit. It says that don't go anywhere until you are clothed with power. From on high, that that power is not from anywhere else, you know—but it is the power that comes, you know, uh, upon you—the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You know, I was so blessed by. One lady this morning after the service, you know, she came to me and, uh, you know, it's a senior citizen and she said that, I just want you to pray for me, you know, lay your hands upon me and pray for me Uh, and just speak a word of blessing, you know, upon my life. And, you know, when I prayed for her, you know, I released the anointing and the power, of the Holy Spirit upon her life, you know, that God would work and God would be there. And I believe that that is what is happening, you know, that the anointing can come and will come, you know, as the Holy Spirit comes upon us, that it would be like a jacket. You see, like I'm wearing this jacket. I can take it off, you know, and I can put it on, you know, like I am putting it on. And so the Bible says that you will be clothed, you know, you will be covered with the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, when the power of the Holy Spirit is there, when you go about, people will sense the power, you know. People will sense the anointing upon your life. We read uh, great testimonies of uh, people like Smith, Smith uh, Wigglesworth, you know, and other great men of God, that uh, wherever they are going, you know, that people will sense power upon your love, that the anointing of God would touch them, and uh, that God would move by supernatural power in their lives. And that is the power that, you know, God wants us as the church that we should have. You see, you don't have to display it. You don't have to ramp it up. You know, when it's there, it will manifest. You know, without you doing anything, people will sense the anointing, will sense the power, will sense the grace of God upon your life. And that's what we need to be, uh, to be, to, you know, to be, to be pursuing in our lives. You know, and, and that, you know, in the body of Christ, there has been a lot of show, you know, but with no power. You know, talking about the power and, you know, uh, doing a lot of things, uh, but no real power of the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you that when the anointing and the power of God is there, you won't have to, to, to wake it up. You know, it will manifest. You know, the power will there. The grace will be there, and the power will touch uh, people. You know, we read that, you know, of this great man of God, he would be in a train, and uh, inside a train, and when the train goes into the station, the people that are waiting there, they will fall, you know, under the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the power that I'm talking about. And he was not there and say, oh, you know, look at me. I want to demonstrate the power. Oh, no, no, he was just himself, you know. And people were convicted, you know. And other people, when they come, you know, uh, with the uh, across the servants of God, the power will manifest. People will just uh, be convicted and you know confess their sins and 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 cry out unto God because the power is there. Now, that is what we see in Acts chapter 2 when Peter stood up and he began to declare. You know, people came and they were mocking uh, disciples and say, oh, these people are drunk, you know. And Peter stood up and said that these are not drunk, as you suppose, but this was spoken by the prophet Jewel. And when he ministered, when he spoke, You know, the Bible says at the end that people were pricked in their hearts. You know, what was that? You know, the anointing was working in the lives of people. And they, they said to disciples, to apostles, they said, what should we do now? You know, how should we do? And Jesus said, I mean, Peter said that repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of sin. And you shall receive this gift, for this promise is for you, for your children, and for all those that are far off, whom the Holy Spirit, shall, whom God shall call. And so, he, they, they were pricked to their hearts, because the mantle, you know, was Peter wearing, together with other disciples, they were wearing that mantle, you know, and that mantle was manifesting, that garment of the Holy Spirit was manifesting. I'm not talking about the physical garment. You know, all these physical things are just, you know, an imitation of the real thing. I'm talking about the real thing, the power of the anointing of God upon your life. You know, that when you come, people will just sense the power of God, will just sense, you know, the anointing of God. They will come and even testify that, you know, there is something different about you. It would be because of the anointing. You know, it would be because of the grace of God upon your life. And let me tell you you that the more you seek God, you know, just like we read this morning, you know, uh, that when you come closer to the fire, when you come closer, you expose yourself to the anointing, you're going to be transformed. And so it's in the same thing, same way. You know, the more you spend time in the Word, you spend time in prayer, you know, you are, you are doing your best in serving God, you know, that, that promise, Holy Spirit, that you are clothed with will increase. You know, it's more like you're getting one layer after another. You know, one layer after another. You know, like I'm wearing this shirt... You know but i'm wearing this jacket on top of this uh, shirt i can go and get you know a, a a a coat and put it also on top of this it's another layer so it's one layer on top of another and so the more you're seeking god the more you are you are you're pressing on to god is the more layers are coming upon your life and i'm telling you that When the layers are there, you know, you don't have even to speak a word. You know, what will happen? It will just manifest. You know, the power will move. The anointing will move. You know, when you pray for people, you don't have to use your power and shout and so on. You know, the anointing, because it's heavy on you, it will just flow, flow and touch people and heal people. You know, and that's what... We see here. So here, Jesus said that don't get out of the city until you are clothed with the power, until that garment of the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You know, the church has been imitating this power for a long time. And that is why the world out there, don't think much about the church. You know, we were talking earlier on today with pastors and thinking that you know some uh, uh, you know I was talking to some of pastors and I'm thinking that you know the church it's not regarded that much you know because the church failed in the past and so today when they you know they 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 are thinking about the born again churches you know they will be talking oh all those all those that eat grass or those that uh, you know, it's next. You know, think we have been we have become a, a, a laughing stock to the well, you know, simply because we have not been carrying, we have not been having heavy weight of the glory of God in our lives. You know, we have been imitating the glory, you know, all this time. But I pray, I pray that we would have the the heaviness of the presence of God. You know, the heaviness of, of, of the glory of God upon our lives. And that is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And when we embrace that heaviness of the presence of God, the coat, one coat after another, one layer after another, of the presence and the anointing of God, what will happen when you go out there, you go to your workplace tomorrow, you know, people will come to you and say, I don't know why I, I, I need to tell you, but I think I, I need to ask you to pray for me. You know, this and this has happened. You'll be sitting in a taxi and somebody says, you know, will be asking, you know, I don't know why, but, you know, can you help me with this? And, and I'm telling you that the anointing will just manifest, you know, wherever you are. And that's when people will now begin to respect the church to respect, you know, the born-again Christians because of the anointing upon our life. I, I pray that we pursue this anointing. I pray that we go after this anointing because that is the reason why the Holy Spirit was given. You know, that is the... It, it was... The Holy Spirit was given for that purpose. He was given for that purpose. And that is why... The Bible says it one, you know, uh, 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 one instant after another that remain, that uh, 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 talking about the promised Holy Spirit, the promised Holy Spirit. Even Jesus said that, uh, wait for the promise of the Father, you know, who we know that it is the Holy Spirit, you know. And so the power will come upon Our lives. Now, I want to read this uh, scripture in the the Passion Translation here in Luke 24, verse 49. In the Passion, listen to what it says. It says here, and I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you. It says, I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise. Uh, that what what the father promised, I will send dead fulfillment you know upon you he says, so stay here in the city until listen to this, the mighty power of heaven falls upon you and wraps around you oh I love I love it yeah he says that you must stay in, in, in the city until the mighty power of heaven, eh? being heavy, heavy glory, heavy anointing, you know, the mighty power of heaven falls upon you. And not only falls upon you, but he wraps around you. you know, that that presence, that mighty power wraps around you. You know, I pray that that would be our portion as children of God. You know, that we would have the anointing of God wrapping Himself around us. You know, that we would cover the glory. We will cover ourselves with the anointing and the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the whole earth yearns for the manifestations of the, the manifestation of the of the sons of God. You know, everything out there is waiting for you and I to manifest the presence of God. You know, and how do we get this presence in our lives? You know, we 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 get this presence by simply pressing on unto God. You know, by doing the right thing, you know, living right, making sure that we are not in the flesh, making sure that we are truthful you know, and pressing on unto the Lord, reading the Word, you know, filling ourselves with the Word of the Lord, and being in prayer, speaking unto the Lord, basking in the presence of God. I'm telling you that all these things, they add up. They make sure they attract the heaviness of the presence of God upon our lives. And when we go out there, You know, people will know that you know you are genuine. You know that you are not fake. You know that you 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 know you are not just talk. You know, but you are genuine. Your heart is right. Your actions are right. You know what you say just confirms your action. You know by doing what is right thing. But if behind the scenes we are not truthful, you know we are cheating. We are stealing, you know, uh, we are speaking lies, we are backbiting, you know, we're doing all sorts of things. Let me tell you, this heavy anointing will never rest upon us. He will never manifest upon our lives. You know, why? Because he's a gentle spirit. That is why the Bible depicts him like a dove, you know, that he came like a dove upon Jesus. He's gentle. You know, if you know doves, doves don't just uh, uh, be anywhere. You know doves are gentle. You know they are clean animals, birds, rather. You know they they don't just sit anywhere. And so that is who the Holy Spirit is in our lives. You know that if we are we we, we if if we are bent on doing the wrong things, we are not fruitful, you know, uh, we are quarreling, we are fighting, you know, all the works of the flesh upon us, the heaviness of the presence of God will never rest upon our lives. You know? And so the issue of our character and our lifestyle is very much important. You know, we can't live like the devil and expect God to be upon us. You know, that we need to pursue to live for God. We need to pursue to do the right thing, you know, in front of people and also behind the scene. You know, that we are always doing the right thing. You know, that when people look at you, they know that what they see is what they get. You know, not that what they see, you know, and what they get is something totally different. You know, but they know that your yes, it's yours. You know, you're no, it's no. You are honest. You know, you don't have double standard. You know, you are playing your cards open. You're honest with everybody. You're truthful, you know. And and they know all of this, the character of, of God upon your life. They know that, you know, you are living for God, that you want to please God, that you don't only talk about God, but you live for God. I'm telling you that, uh, the anointing will come strong and people will see that, you know, you are genuine. You are not a fake Christian, but you are a genuine Christian. And so, in these last days, we need to be truthful. We need to be honest. You know, we need to work in love. We need to be forgiving. We need to uh, let go of evil. We need to make sure that you know, we're doing the right thing, and the anointing will come. You know, the anointing will rest upon our lives. The anointing will attract people that will come to you to seek help, you know, and you will always direct them to the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that that be your portion in Jesus' name, that the anointing will wrap himself around you, that he will just come around you like this, this jacket, you know, that is around me, that, that I've wrapped myself with. I pray that the anointing will become so strong in your life and the anointing will just increase more and more and the power of God would work in your life because you are seeking God, you are pursuing God. May this be your portion. May this be uh, what you are going for. May this be your heart's desire. You know, and even as you seek God, God will be found by you. You will see the presence of God coming upon your life. May the Lord bless you, even as we receive the word, even as we do the word, even as we walk in the truth of the word of God and the lord will bless you you know even as you remove all pride you know all uh, flesh you know remove it from your life and walk in the spirit you know manifest the fruit of the spirit and that god would come through in your life in jesus name father i pray right now for this, your children i pray for your grace upon their lives i pray that god they would experience the goodness of God upon their lives. That, Father, even as they are genuine, even as they are honest, even as they are seeking you, God, I pray that the heaviness of heaven would come upon them. I pray that the promised Holy Spirit will rest upon their lives. I pray that, mind to God, they would see the glory and the presence of God manifesting in their lives. And that that anointing will touch every environment where they find themselves in. And Lord, that anointing will solve problems. That anointing, God, will deal with issues in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray that, God, you would do that by your spirit in their lives. Let it be so, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well... Thank you so much for tuning in tonight and for receiving the word of God. I pray that God's grace, God's anointing would continue to rest upon your life. Throughout this week, may it be a great week for you, a glorious week for you, you know, a wonderful week for you. May you experience the presence and the glory of God in your life this week. May the presence of God carry you. Throughout this week, no evil shall befall you, no plague shall come near your dwelling place, no sickness shall come to your house in any way in Jesus' name. I forbid every attack of the enemy against your life. I bind Satan, I bind all his ideas and all his uh, attacks, whatever his plan, I bind all of them in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray that the angels of God would keep you and surround you wherever you go, in Jesus' name. It is well with you. It is well with your family. It is well with your house. It is well with your car. It's well with your business. It's well with everything, with your work. It is well with everything that you do, in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolukwane.com. God richly bless you.